0: Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension beef educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to talk about dealing with market disrupting news. And I'm joined today by Dr. Elliot Dennis, who's a Nebraska Extension livestock marketing economist. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. Uh,
0: Dr. Dennis, over the last several weeks, we've saw a couple different events that have been market disrupting. Uh, One of those was the identification of a BSE-positive cow in Brazil. And then also several weeks ago, we had the fire at the JBS plant in Grand Island. Both of those events had impact to the market. As we think about those events and we think about producers, what are some things they should think through when news events like this come across that are potentially market disrupting? And what are some perspective you might give as they look at and think about those kind of events?
1: Yeah, I really think about this in in two different perspectives. The the first is really the length of the impact. And so when we talk about uh, any market disruption, the first thing that goes through my mind is how long is this going to be a persistent issue? Um, And so when we talk about, let's say, the atypical BSE case uh, is a good example of that. Atypical is different than classical BSE. The primary difference is uh, one has a known human health issue. So classical is we know it's directly linked to a certain adverse health outcome. And so take those two incidences, Cal that stole Christmas for the U.S. and this atypical case, what's going to be the market disruption? Well, the short-term market disruption is probably going to be some redistribution of supply, but likely those, are, those trade channels are likely to come back on because there's no long-term human health control. So we'd expect that that market disruption would only be for really short-term, maybe maybe three months at most. When we talk about BSE, classical case, this is something that takes a long time to verify and can really be multi-years and, and what we saw 10 to 12 years. Um, so that's the first thing that I really think about is the length. So what do, what do we do as producers? Well, the first is if there's long term impacts, then the, when I'm, uh, what we're really going to be looking at is, do I make production decision differences? Um, if I do need to make production decision differences, because it's a long run impact, then I need to make decisions differently today. If it's a short run uh, impact, I, I just continue on with my life. Um, so that's kind of the the first thing that I think through. And and the second thing is what do we don't know about the situation? So this is where we have the JBS example and comparing that to really the Holcomb fire. With the Holcomb fire, we didn't know a lot of things. We didn't know when it was going, if the plant was going to be rebuilt, when it was going to be rebuilt and how much capacity would actually be when it was rebuilt. And so we saw for that first month when there was just a lot of these questions that Tyson hadn't been, um, you know, wasn't forthcoming with them. They're still trying to figure out what they were going to do. There was a lot of price movement. But what we see is that actually right when Tyson announced all this, we actually saw the market start to equalize. And so that's when I go back to, as producers, we always think about what do we need to know to work through this and what don't we know right now? The JBS, they were very clear was only in the rendering plant they were up and running on wednesday and they made it very clear that uh really it was self-contained in, in a certain part of the plant so that allowed the market to go right back to right back to normal so i always think through those types of things when i'm trying to analyze this um from an e- from an economist perspective obviously we have so many different market disruptions that happen all the time so i'm always thinking you know, how long is this? Uh, how is this going to, what don't I know? And what are some of the potential impacts? Are these large impacts I'm looking at or are these, these small impacts?
0: Dr. Dennis, I think the market hates uncertainty. And so whenever these kinds of events occur, uh, there's uncertainty. And you mentioned the situation with the Holcomb fire. There was just a lot of unknowns. As we think about these events that have a lot of uncertainty attached to them, where does that shape or how does that influence your thinking as you think through, what do I not know? And then what's the time frame to try to gain information to gain further understanding?
1: Yeah. So uncertainty is always going to be in the market. Um, and some things aggravate the uncertainty that, that we have and some things can kind of pacify it. Um, what I'm mainly looking for is, uh, looking for a lot of these news stories that come out and really formal press releases, either from the government or from the companies themselves. Uh, Producers can't do a lot to manage that because this is something that's specifically given outside of their control. But uh, what I often try to look for um, is really kind of going back to uh, figuring out what we know, what problems do we need to solve, And then sometimes, even though we don't know a lot of that information or that uncertainty, sometimes we can reduce that uncertainty by understanding the magnitude of the impact. So losing 5 to 6% of capacity is different than losing, uh, let's say, a couple hundred head capacity. So that both of those are completely different situations.
0: Dr. Dennis, anything else on this topic that you think would be valuable for producers to know and understand as they... Just think about events, uh, news type situations that impact the markets.
1: Yeah, so I think probably the biggest thing um, is that we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Uh, There's a lot of things that could impact production moving forward or even price. And so what I always go back to is that we look at long-term trends, we look at different market cycles, and essentially what we can Infer from that is where is the market going to go? Given that there is no uh, market disruptions. Well, we have market disruptions, and when market disruptions happen, that impacts the the easiest way to translate that uh, signal to producers is through price. And so that's why, uh, as economists, we often always uh, preach about you know price risk protection. And so price risk protection is specifically designed for catastrophic events. Uh, We don't know when uh, BSE is going to be announced in Brazil, you know, or we don't know when it's, we're going to have a Holcomb fire or a JBS fire. Um, And so that's why we always encourage producers to look at price risk protection and try to lock in prices that are at or as close to break even on a certain percent of their production. And that allows us to, even though we have these market disruptions, at least we're trying to guarantee some profitability moving forward.
0: Thanks again for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Aaron. But for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Also, another website is the cap.unl.edu website. Both of these websites have beef and beef marketing information.